0: Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on k Race, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor.
1: Hello, my friend, yes it is, it's time for two more hours. Check that watch, because we're going to go for two more hours, actually two hours, of Come Together San Diego. And you know I try to bring engaging guests and co-hosts with me on the air. And boy, oh boy, do I have one for you here. This lady's name is Manico, and I have observed her for a number of years doing so many different things. Let's see. Manico, her, her, the ministry outreach is called Mana for Life. And let me just say Mana for Life, M-A-N-N-A for Life dot com. And uh, she uh, is into philosophy. She does philosophy things and uh, psychology things. She she's awesome. She has PhDs and all that other stuff. But she has, also identifies herself as a child and animal protector. And she is an author. And uh, she she uh, has mana for life. And she has your purpose professor. That's part of what she is as well. And so many more things which we are going to uncover and discover as this two hour continues. Manna, hey Hey <laughs> It's good Hi, to have everybody. you everybody. <laughs> I'll tell you my listening friend. She's she's a a good Facebook friend. It's it's, it's fun to watch her posts. You can tell that she's she she's uh, a, a take take no prisoners, kind of a lady. She's here's what it is, and uh, between the eyes. But she never she never says the between the eyes comments without uh, seasoned with seasoned with salt, but seasoned with compassion as well. Because her her purpose is not to tear people down. No. It's her purpose is for people to see who they are presently and how they can become the fullness right. of what God right. wants them to be. So take just a minute or two and tell us a little bit about the manico. You're so
2: funny. Thank you. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love seeing people get free, yes. and you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their eyes when they have that aha moment. Yes, and uh, that's that's what I live for. You know, um, I never really had that growing up myself, for a variety of different reasons, and uh, I know what that was like not Ooh. to have that. So, as I grew older, and I I watched other people live in those shackles and chains and and the bondage of that kind of torment uh it was it was such a a stirring in my heart to say no you're more than this yes. you're more than this and i think because the lord has given me the communicative gifts ever since i was very little uh 1 2 years old right. I, I i knew the lord i i didn't have language for it but i used to talk to him. Mm. And long story shorty, I've been blessed uh, with the gift of wisdom. There Mm. are things that the Lord shows me there's no way I would know. There's Mm. no way. There's no way. It's so him. Uh, Words of knowledge and then words of prophecy. And so when all of those things come together and I'm able to just dissect things and then make it into an offering before somebody – there is, I'll say it again, there's nothing like it. There's yes. nothing like it when when they understand and then when they comprehend the depths of what was just released to them and then it's like their their eyes come alive. Yes. It's like you can see their soul at the front of their eyeballs <laughs> and not behind it. You know, some people, yes. they look very vacant yes. in their eyes. They've just had so much wounding. They've had so much uh, difficulty yes. that it's almost like safer not to not to engage with the world, but that's not why we were born. Exactly, We weren't here to hide. I understand seasons of hiding. I really do, but not in this hour.
1: I'm gonna give you a a statement or a comment, and I want you to either uh, embrace or deny it, and if you embrace it, tell me why you embrace it, and if you deny it, tell me why as well. Sure. When when a person, you've gone through stuff. Yeah. One one of your books entitled, it speaks about this, and the book is entitled? Made for More. Made for More. So this lady has has been confronted with a lot of challenging Mm -hmm. things my friends everybody have have each of us have our own uh, confrontational things in life mm-hmm. and here's one you can go one of two ways and one way is to internalize that and to blame yourself and to pull yourself push yourself away from other people and you go the way of the enemies uh rooting you on to go that way and the other way is to go uh, god's got a bigger plan for me and i'm going to walk away from that And so every one of us, to one degree or another, has a choice to make about how we're going to deal with our past and how that is going to either inspire or deteriorate our future. Any thoughts on those things?
2: Absolutely. We all—I mean, the second gift that God has given us, other than the gift of life and life in Him, is the gift of choice. (laughs) And we have the freedom of choice, Mm -hmm. but we don't have the freedom of the consequences of those choices.
1: Say that again slowly. Listen to this because words of wisdom are already pouring out of her. Lay it on us again. That is so good.
2: So the, we have the gift of choice. Yes. But we don't have – and we have the freedom to make whatever choices, to have red chairs, to, to wear shorts, to drink water, or to drink coffee. We have those choices. We have the freedom of that choice, of those choices, but but we don't have the freedom of the consequences of the choices we make. So
1: in other words, what the choice you made, you have to pay the freight for the decision you made. Yeah, yeah,
2: (laughs) And we sometimes don't blame ourselves, we blame others. Uh Oh, yes. And that sets up a whole thing of entitlement, of fear, of victim, and, you know, people don't understand if they, the one part of victim mentality is very interesting. On the one side, they think, uh, I'm so weak. I'm so fragile. Be nice to me. And, or, uh, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Well, one thing you've just abdicated your authority. The second thing is if you agree with that victim mindset, the only way that that victim mindset can be sustained Mm. is if there is a victimizer, Mm -hmm. so one will always set themselves up to be quote-unquote victimized even if it's in their own perception so i had a situation like that recently with somebody who i've known this person's story and it's been the same for 12 years Mm -hmm. it's the same story and uh it's it's very sad to watch some people just
1: enjoy uh, kind of rejoicing in their pain
2: yeah that's their identity now Uh that's their identity now but god didn't Die for us to be just weak and limited. He died for us so we could have everything that was promised to us.
1: There's a scripture, uh, consider him who has suffered such great contradictions of sinners against himself, lest you must also suffer in your own mind. In other words, God says, I've gone through it. I'm not going to give you—you you don't have to go exactly like I went through it, but bits and pieces of it you're going to go through because I have a bride that needs to be able to identify with me mm-hmm. and be empowered by my scars, right. basically. So that's. I think that's what God is telling us. If you've gone through some difficult things, use those difficult use things them. as a stepping stone in, instead of a, a, a noose around your neck with a stone tied on it and being tossed into the depths of your despair.
2: Right. It, <laughs> people have. There's been stories or metaphors about all the stones that were thrown at us. A- and we could either just build the walls with yes. it or we could build a bridge. Yes. So it's better to build a bridge.
1: We've got about a minute and a half or so now. We're talking with Mana Co, and she is a remarkable lady. Mana for Life is her website, uh, Manaforlife.com. Com. And uh, you can go there and find out more about her. You'll see her books and some of her the strategies she has of bringing people together and how she works your purpose professor mm-hmm. and that is she was talking to you now now i, I want to be delicate in this mm-hmm. and, and i know you've given me the freedom to be so, transparent absolutely this. if you feel comfortable on the next segment can we talk a little bit about how the, the some of the challenges absolutely. that you, you experienced because yeah. a, a lot of people that are listening to the show are going to be able to identify yeah. the pieces of that absolutely and then we can uh, encourage you that that's not the end of the tunnel right. that's one of the first steps that god wants to used to release you out of that and into bigger things and we're in a world right now would you agree manna we need to be come what god wants us to be because we ha- he has a great plan for our lives and now is the time for us to enact mm-hmm. that would you say
2: mm-hmm. absolutely wholeheartedly
1: okay uh, a, a, a quick uh 30 second word of encouragement to our people then we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with more and have you kind of mm-hmm. shine the light using your own personal mirror okay any any quick thoughts
2: Buckle up your seatbelts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my friends, uh, I, I, I have not known Manico real closely. I mean, this is the first time we've had a real intimate dialogue with one another. But I, I, I know her character just because I see her character and the things she writes, the people she hangs around with and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to dig more deeply when we come right back. But not only for th- the sake of sharing some of the insights and even some of the scars – that she has felt but for the purpose of helping you get past your scars into success would you say amen to that amen manico. amen <laughs> okay manico and i will be right back
0: this is come together san diego the new live local show on fm 106.1 and am 1210 k praise more come together san diego is just moments away Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor, FM one hundred six point one and AM twelve ten, K Praise, and we're back
1: with Mana Co. and uh, Mana for Life, and so many other things. Hey, Mana! Hi. <laughs> well, we set the stage. It's kind of like we set, we lit the little the TNT, the little <laughs> fuse. And uh, since the commercial break, the fuse has already gone down to explosion yep. time. So mm-hmm. we want to talk a little bit about. Awkward pasts, scar-creating pasts, and how God wants to pull us out of those, but not to pull us out so we forget about them completely. He wants us to use those as our stepping stone. I mean, sometimes it's hard to realize that even the things that that the enemy meant for our bad, God wants to use for good. So I'm going to hand it over to you, kind of paint any picture you want, because we want to come to the place. Here's where we're going. We have an ulterior motive here, my listening friends. We want you to go you know, this person has experienced the challenges of life like I have as well. And I want to be inspired by her testimony, and I want to use this to help me go closer to God. So th- there's there's the ulterior motive, and to help me fulfill that ulterior motive, Manico.
2: You're so funny. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'll just give you a brief list, uh, not necessarily in chronological order, although it might start that way. But uh, I was born in Hong Kong in 1962, and for a variety of reasons, I was given to my grandparents, my maternal grandparents, to raise me until the age of five and a half, at which time my parents decided to leave and restart and rebuild a life in Vancouver, Canada, but they didn't uh, forewarn me. And so I was basically plucked out of my grandparents' arms, and that was tremendously traumatizing. Oh my. Uh, yeah, at five and a half, and then we moved to uh, Vancouver, Canada. And then there was racism. My parents got divorced. I was uh, viciously abused by my mother's boyfriend. Uh, I was molested, sexually oh assaulted. My. My uh, and then she married him. She knew about oh this, my. but she married him. Uh, I suffered depression, anorexia, agoraphobia. I obviously PTSD. Yeah. Um, I didn't make very good choices. I was raped. Oh. And then I had an abortion. Uh, I had miscarriages. The, um, again, more bad choices. I mean, what else did I know? Yes. So then I had. I was in, uh, abused by my spouse. Um, I had multiple divorces. I had two divorces. I was a single mother for a very long time. Um, I had death threats, betrayals, slander, and libel oh campaigns my. Oh my. leveled against me. I had theft, major theft. Uh, I had to start over in different countries over and over again. There was economic devastation. I attempted suicide twice. more And... Uh, and there's more, but okay. you get the point. But this I've seen me,
1: a lot. This reminds me of the Apostle Paul. He goes, you think you have it bad? Let me share with you a little bit about my past. And he goes through the, you know, but... Death threats and the, all the different things, and once you get finished reading, I don't know whether it's in Romans or wherever, Paul Paul writes this, and you go, my goodness, he's suffered some major things, but he gets to be uh, uh, the the apostle, the apostle, and the author whom we get to read most in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So God says, okay. Paul, you had these challenging things happen to you. Let's see how we can use that to change Amen. people's lives. So Manico, Amen. God told that to you as well. So here you are. Yeah. And what would you like to share with the people? That, when, when they listened to what, what you said, they were writing with their pencil, check yes, check yes, or no, not this, not this, but check yes. For the, for the ones who check checkmarked certain things on your testimony for themselves as well, let's start with there and talk with these people.
2: Sure. I The first memory that comes to mind, i I remember as seven, a seven-year-old when my parents were getting divorced that the uh, judge said that we could choose which parent we would live with at the age of 14. And in the back of my mind, as I took care of my little brother, all I could think about is, can I just make it to 14? Oh, wow. And at the age of uh, seven and a half or eight, I ran away, applied for th- three or four jobs at different local stores. Uh, I was determined to get out of the house and to emancipate myself and take care of my brother and my dog at that time. Um, It didn't work out, and I had to go home, but uh, to a terrible um, situation after returning. Very long story short, at the age of 14, under very dire and dangerous circumstances, we were able to leave and go to my father's house. And one weekend after uh, that, I was sitting outside the grassy knoll of my father's apartment complex and I looked up into the sky and, and the clouds were moving and I just was, oh God, my life is so bad. This is just really, really bad. And um, I just I, I don't know what to do. There's no hope. Oh There's, I, I, I felt so ugly. I felt so used. I felt so dirty. I felt so um, vile. Mm. And as I looked up at the sky, these clouds were going, and I heard the like indisputable words of God saying to me, "One day, Manna, your story will shift." and save the lives of millions of people okay and i I laughed i laughed at him i felt like sarah although i didn't know that at the time Uh i said nobody's gonna know my story i wouldn't dare tell anybody what i've been through this is the most horrifying life Mm. i was i felt like i said so dirty so ashamed and there was no way and then at the age of very fast forward a lot many years later people were saying manna have you written that in your journal? Have you written, are mm-hmm. you keeping a documentation of all of this? And, mm-hmm. and at the age of 40, uh, I, as I was being interviewed to be a keynote speaker, somebody uh, from Australia asked if I had ever written my autobiography. I said, no, but I had remembered that word from God. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I will write it for you. I will pay for it, but I'll get the rights to it. And I went, Oh, oh no, 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 no. So I never did get that job as a keynote speaker, but at the age of fifty, I felt it. It was time. It was time. And I remember walking around the the little place that I was at because I had to leave my home and move up to be close to my dad to take care of him for a little while. And I, the the fifth time around this little rental uh, at the kitchen, he said to me, uh, "I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it." And he said, "It's not about you." Oh no, my! And I went. Oh. So I went and I wrote Made for More. But I didn't know the title yet until after it was all done. And I said, okay, God, I did it. So what do you want to call it? Mm. And I got nothing for a long time. And then one day I said, God, we we need to come up with something. And he said, go into the car. And I had a very old car at the time. And he said, turn on the radio. And I turned on the radio. And Mercy Me was playing the song Beautiful. And the chorus was, you You were made made for so much more Mm. than all of this. And oh I cried, and I knew the yes. title of the book was "Made for More." Yes, yes, yes. So I want, I want everybody to know that you you're not defined by those circumstances. You're equipped by them. Oh,
1: say that you're not defined by them, but you're equipped by them. Oh, yes. that is so so rich. It, it's, it's so true. It's,
2: but it's accurate, and I, I, I really want everybody to get that. And it, because the story is not about me, the story is about everyone, all of us, yes. and. If if it was just for me, it would be in vain, because God loves all of us, and He will use each one of our stories for a greater good to help free us all. And there's um, the, the de- definition of community starts with, from the root word common. Mm-hmm. None of us is elite. None of us is so special that uh, no one else can touch we're not idols we're not supposed to be that way we're supposed to be there for one another yeah. there's a commonality there's a presence that's unifying between all of us so it my story your story your story yes. all of it makes a community because it's all common it's common to all of us wow. and that from that is the strength of being arm in arm yes. so that we can rise to something much more because we are Made for more.
1: That's, oh, that's so good, Manna. We're talking with Manna Coe. She's a remarkable lady. Uh, Mana for Life is her website, mannaforlife.com. Find out more about her, her books, her her teachings, her inspirations. You will love that. But one, one, the thing that you just mentioned here that I want to just spend a little bit of time on because we have maybe a couple minutes left in this segment. Sure. And that is some of the maladies that we have individually faced, you talked about linking arms with other people. And the, one of the things that gets God's great strategy is you you can't do it by yourself anyway. No. As soon as you think you can, you've done failed. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you realize I'm built to do great things, but I'm built that we collectively can do great things because mm-hmm. it's not a me, my mind. Mm-hmm. It's a we, us, ours mm-hmm. in God's provision. Mm-hmm. And uh, I i guess there, there was a great revelation to you when you realized you could actually, lock arms with people that didn't have exactly the same background, but they had an appreciation for yours and you had an appreciation for theirs. Mm-hmm. And God goes, he rubs his hands together and goes, oh, it's about time you guys got this. Now watch what I can do with you, not you singular, but you collectively. Mm-hmm. And my listening friend, I believe that God is really doing that with us during this challenging time of the COVID thing and the uh, the the uh, protesters and all, all these different things that are going on, you know, government that's doing things that is, totally wacky. Mm-hmm. I think it's an opportunity for us to be horizontal with one another. My strength can uh, empower, help empower you, mm-hmm. and your strength can help empower me. We've got more one more minute in this segment. You want to speak to that briefly, and then we'll just dive into whatever God wants us to do in the next segment, Matt? Mm-hmm.
2: I think the only thing I would say in this short amount of time is that we are destined for great and mighty exploits, uh-huh. and we are not meant to do it together, just like you said. I echo that because if we were, then we would be based, uh, We would be doing it based on self-sufficiency, which would make us a god. And oh that is something we have to be very careful of, as great achievers as we are. And uh, it's very important not to idolize ourselves that's right. and, that and that is, our abilities. I would say
1: that's one of the biggest downfalls, that let your head get in the way of your heart, mm-hmm. and we are in trouble. Mm-hmm. My listening friend Manico is with me for the entire two hours. And we're going to talk about more things. Uh, next segment, uh, I, here's what I think would be fun to do. And that is, you know, you, you're, you're, one of your things that you do is you call yourself purpose professor. P- professor. A and purpose we, professor. We, so, so what we want to do? Let's take a let's take a little look behind the scenes on a purpose professor and what that does. And the, you need to know that this lady has the qualifications to do this thing. She has a couple PhDs, <laughs> a PhD <laughs> in philosophy. She has an MA in uh, psychology and a second doctorate in in EDD. the works. Come in on, in the works, in, in yeah. progress for, for leadership challenge. Uh,
2: t- leadership for change.
1: Okay, leadership for change. Well,
2: that, well, that's. I mean, a challenge, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same thing.
1: She she helped, She helped. bailed me out there me same me misreading things. So no, no, see, no. that's what she is. She helps people bail out. And <laughs> and, she, and during the commercial break, she'll go, no, she won't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm no. kidding. Those things she, don't she, she will not. My listening friends, so we're going to be delving into these things right now. And uh, what does it mean to be a purpose professor? And what does that mean to people like you? And how can you take what God has given you and maximize it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. Amen. I'm here with Manico and she and I will be right back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Come Together San Diego. The new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866- 577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. This is Judy Ross, co-pastor of Cloud9 Worship Center. San Diego, I am declaring over you, you are the southwest gate of this nation. And through you will pour abundance and greatness and the glory of God. That's what you were created for. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And back again, we
1: stirred things up, Manico and I, and now it's kind of the opportunity for us to kind of pour out what has been stirred up and see what, how God wants to use this. We ended the last segment introducing one of her callings, and she calls it, she, she's a, a inspirational voice uh, behind your Purpose Professor. That's who she is, a Purpose Professor. And so I thought we would take this segment, mana, to kind of identify what that means because I, I want people to realize they've heard your story in the earlier segments and how you've had to deal with those and how you're encouraging other people to deal with them as well. So let's take it the next step and identify how a person can discover their purposes and how you can inspire them to be set free. So, Manna Horty, would you like to take this?
2: Thank you. I think the first step, if they really mean it, (laughs) <laughs> oh they my. have to mean it
1: that's that's so true,
2: they really do. people say, "I want to do this and I want to do that, and I want this title, and I want that date, but they don't mean it and so I only work with people who mean it
1: but how do they a lot of times a person says it from 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 their very deep the depth of their heart, they think they mean it, mm-hmm. and then when they realize the, the the price that's exacted as a result of making that decision, they go, "Well, you know, I, maybe let's talk next week or next month or next exactly."
2: Year. So I make the requirements quite difficult. Mm-hmm. So I need to know if you're willing to pay the price for you for your release.
1: Let, let me just stop just for a second here. What you're hearing her say? I want you to pay attention. Put it as though it were the Lord's talking to you, and you go. God, you know I've been asking for this that or the other and they haven't immediately happened her words of wisdom are very likely God's words of wisdom through her to you and that is I want how how serious are you about this mm-hmm. I want you to be con- convinced and convicted to go all the way I'm going to hand it back to you
2: yes it's true because otherwise we have made fear or our bs which to me <laughs> stands for basic stories that don't upset I didn't swear <laughs> um that that is our God. That is our little God. That is our idol. And so you either have to choose God as your Lord and Savior and what he says is true or the story that you've listened to, you've agreed to, and you're now walking out, which is a little G-O-D. And you become comfortable
1: or, in that to some degree.
2: Well, and that's the thing. Mm. Now that's your identity. You're comfortable playing small. You're, it's convenient. You're
1: comfortable playing small.
2: And it's convenient because nobody has expectations of you. You don't have expectations of you. Uh, But you unfortunately, you have expectations of everybody else (laughs) to make it very good for you Mm. because you're used to, quote-unquote, comfort or convenience. Well, there's no more of that. I mean we have the best situation with our wonderful prophet Jonah – who didn't want to do what the Lord asked them to do. He wanted to stay comfortable in his own beliefs, in his own identity, in his own determination of what was right and wrong. He was moralizing, but he didn't do anything but moralize until the Lord says, well, actually, I believe there's more for you. And um, well, I guess I'll I'll have to, you know, play my hand. And out comes a big fish. (laughs) And next thing you know, he spat out probably bleach from saliva, smelly, looks like a ghost. And he sa- goes to Nineveh and he says eight words and the entire nation is changed. Eight words. The Lord had already prepared it. He had already done it. He had already worked on the receiver's hearts. All we had to do was listen. And notice that Jonah didn't care what he looked like. He mm-hmm. had to get to that place where he was so desperate. That he finally listened. And I don't know why it is with Christians especially. We shouldn't be better than that. We have the Lord. We have the Bible with us. Yes, yes, yes. That it shouldn't get to that place. And yet, and yet, I have been there too. I understand the frag- fragility of our humanity.
1: And so the eight I, words that Jonah spoke
2: was, uh, let me see, every." Translation is different, different, but I love this. He goes, yet for 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And so you and I talked about being uh, sons of Iskar. Mm -hmm. During the commercial break, yes. Understanding the times. Now, we don't understand the day or the hour, but we have to understand the times. Jesus said, watch for the cloud that comes like a fist. Understand the generations. Understand the harvest. Understand the moon. Mm. Understand. He tells us these things. Yes. And here he says specifically 40 days. Uh, that would be fun for you know some of us to unpack that. <laughs> what does that mean? And what has God – we should do a, levina, a, divina, a lectura divina on this mm-hmm. and really – like go yet, yet. What does yet mean for 40 days? What does for 40 days mean? And Nineveh, what does Nineveh mean? Is there oh a Nineveh in mm. our lives right mm. now, in our world? Mm. Is there a place we don't want to go? Is, are there people that we don't want to see? Are, is there a calling that we don't want to go to, that we need to go to? Oh, my. And it shall be overthrown. What has been lording over our life that has not been given true access to, but we have allowed it. And now we've given the enemy legal territory, legal access to torment us and all those that we love. But he already said, it's just eight words. Mm. What are the simple things that we can do? And for, and when will we see it come to pass? And how will we be set free? And what will be the fruit of it? So when I say I'm a purpose professor, I use those three communicate to get communicative gifts. I work with people and, um, it's, it's important for them to do the work as well. Like I said earlier, you have the freedom of choice. You just don't have the freedom of the consequences of your choice. So you can choose not to do anything, keep blaming people, keep making yourself a victim, keep complaining and moralizing and keep, uh, just being another, you know, material object that just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. inhales and exhales on this planet, yeah. but without affecting change. Well, but that's not what we're here to do. Right. We have to engage. And I'm going to be tough on our, my brothers and sisters. We have on, abdicated then. our authority. We have abdicated our authority. We've gone to our little Christian coffee shops. We go to our own little Christian study groups. We only speak Christianese. We wear only Christian t shirts and mm-hmm. Christian clothes. And we wear you know, we only, like all we put Christian bumper stickers and all sure. of these things, but we have not engaged culture and guess what? The secular has taken over and robbed us of our children. They're tormenting them. I know because I know what's happening in education right now what they're being taught, what they're not being taught, and it is not education. It is pontification, and it is the opinion uh, opinions of a few select who have – that we're paying yes. to speak into our children's lives from day one all the way to grad school or postdoc, and we wonder why they're so confused. We did not – train them to engage with culture to defend their faith to to have conversations logical respectful discourse because all they know is a verse. Now, those verses are great for one personally, but how do we apply that practically? Sure. So I love to bridge, as I said in one of the earlier segments, take all the stones that's been thrown at us, take the things that have been devastated, the walls have broken down, the fall, houses have fallen apart, and let's take those stones. Let's take those bricks and let's build something new from it. Yes. And then let's reach the world, we have Come to on. engage in culture. I have repented for abdicating uh, from the area of politics. I've repented uh, for abdicating in the area of media, mm-hmm. and so I'm I've done media more. Yes. Uh, I'm engaging a little bit more now in politics, but we do need to engage with culture and be a different voice. At least give the people an option.
1: Manico, can we take this topic and deal with it in greater Absolutely. detail from this this point forward throughout the show? It's as remarkable. One of the phrases you said, and, and oftentimes when a person says a phrase, I go, "That's good." And there's a, a key phrase that's tied into that. For example, you talked about uh, we need to engage in culture, and it's, it occurred to me: and here we are right now, we it, it, with the COVID thing, with the rebellious spirit that's going on out there, and the government say, making their choice against our choice. So at this juncture, we have an opportunity to either engage in culture and suffer the consequences, or we engage in culture and change the consequences, or the culture engages us and we fall prey to that and we fall back into that thing. And I think we're exactly where... Uh, we are, and this is a God's timing for us to say, you know, the world doesn't control you. I've given you, I've overcome the world and you're my kids. So we need to to have that disposition. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can talk about that. Absolutely. This is getting good, but but it's only get, getting good is because the mask, pardon the pun, but the mask is being torn away and we have to realize what's masked our true character and we need to say that's not really me the mask that you've seen in me and in my life and lifestyle for however many years i've been a christian that's you know that's been i've taken i know that god wants to make big changes but i've masked some of it because i don't feel comfortable in going all the way i'll just go 30 60 80 92 percent and God says, nah. especially in these times, man, yeah. would you say it's time for us to be completely the ones that are engaging culture instead of having culture engage us?
2: Absolutely. And I, it's not just for other people, but for us. He wants us to experience the fullness oh my. of this time that we have. It's a one-time time
1: deal oh my and we're going to talk about this in the next segment and beyond do you concur with that manico yeah
2: absolutely guess
1: what my friends she she's kind of a she stirs it up and then she goes and she then i have to i have to stir it up as well and together look out Mm -hmm. so manico and i are going to delve into some things that uh it's going to be fire firecracker ish (laughs) when we come right back
0: more Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next FM 106.1 and AM 1210 K-Praise Now more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise Here's Kaz Taylor And ladies and gentlemen not only here's Kaz Taylor but here is
1: Manico She's a in, in a very good sense, a wild one. And that, but, well, but when I say wild one, I'm talking about somebody who God can say, go out and do this. And she go, okay, how much, how far, how high? And that's just who she is. And uh, that she's very compelling as a result of that. And uh, she she has made many sacrifices in her life, and those sacrifices of her life make her. Some people it pushes other people away, but to her it makes her more approachable. And I appreciate that about Thank you, Matt.
2: Thank you. Can I just speak oh, to absolutely. that for a second? You know. We are so fearful of man. We That fear of man, for all our listeners, I want to just break that off of Come you on. in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on. F- fear of man, when we have the Lord with us, <laughs> are we kidding? Yeah. It, we've been too complacent. We've been too fearful. We've been too shy. We forgot who we are. And then we don't go and get what was real, apprehend what was ours, not from a a bullying sense not from a entitled place but to affect culture you know you, sometimes i say and i've been saying this kind of sequencing for a while is the purpose of war is victory mm-hmm. the purpose of victory is territory the purpose of territory is occupation the purpose of occupation is dominion oh, and boy. the purpose of dominion is to change a culture and the purpose of changing a culture is to learn ourselves, teach, share, love, and live in a loving, honorable relationship with one another. Because that's what God told us to do from the very beginning of time. And we've gone into very self-serving ways. And for a lot of Christians, we think, that as soon as we become a Christian, we have a lobotomy. We don't think anymore. We just follow. <laughs> and we do this. And you and I were talking on the break that we think we should do good Christian instead of be, be. A good Christian. Yes, yes, yes. And, and a, a Christian, for those who aren't sure what that means, it doesn't mean we're perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. You, you. If you sit with me for five minutes, you'll know that mm-hmm. I'm so far from that. What a a Christian is, is someone who knows that they are saved, they are forgiven, and they have hope, and they've been redeemed. And this is not about being perfect, but about progress, that we have the opportunity to keep progressing and learning and growing. And I think it is in that place of humility, of getting up when we've fallen, trying again, apologizing, asking for forgiveness, uh, having redos. Uh-huh. saying I don't know, that builds the trust in other people. And my, my. I think that's really, really important as a, a Christian. This is not about you being holier than thou. This <laughs> is about doing your best, walking the talk. Otherwise, why would we anybody want to be yes. jealous of us?
1: Yes. You know, that there's some phraseology that comes to pass. One of the things we left the last segment with with, was 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 a comment the talking about uh, we need to engage in culture right. rather than having culture engage us. Right. Culture and the enemy wants to distort what the truth is and put us on some wrong track somewhere or have us hide out. Mm-hmm. And that that's the whole plan that's going on right now. He's hoping that we believers hide out, hide away from these consequential things that are in our face that seem to be challenging us, challenging our faith, challenging our future. And God's saying, are you kidding me? I've built you for such a time as this. I've built you to engage the culture rather than letting culture kowtow you into where it wants to go because those voices are not god voices they're voices of somebody who is adverse to god and god's kids look in the mirror my friend you are one of god's kids and god is equipping and has equipped you and also put you side by side by other people that have other weaponry that you don't have because god's coming back for a thousand year rule and reign and he wants us to be equipped and uh, prepared to be among his rulers and reigners. Mm-hmm, I Lay agree. it on us, Nana.
2: The culture of the hour is one of bullying and intimidation. Yes. It is also one of mocking. There's a lot of mocking going on right now, but with one Rama word, one one word from yes. the Lord, yes. we can knock all that down. Yes. We just have to choose who we're going to listen to. We're going to listen to some mocking spirits some and some bullies, or we're going to listen to the Lord. Yes, we have a choice. And uh, the other thing is, I think one of the reasons that we are having a difficult time engaging with culture is because we haven't. So now that we're called to, we're feeling very awkward. Yes, we're feeling very ill-equipped. We don't know what to do, and sometimes people fall and battle culture in the same way they do. So they are intimidating. They're mocking. They're, they're mm-hmm. using the same tactics yeah. instead of rising above. So we need to practice. Yes. Every good soldier, every warrior in martial arts, you cannot grapple. You cannot pass your next exam until you spar with your master. And how do you spar with your master? With practice. hmm so mm-hmm. I'm not saying the culture is our master, no. but with the same principle of going to meet people where they're at, we have to practice. David yes. killed a lion and a bear before he went up to Goliath. Oh, that's that's right. So there's practice yeah. and everything we do, and it starts with the mind. Oh, my word. If there's anything that I can say to our listening audience is the critical thing, two things. Take every thought not. captive. Ooh, yeah. Because the lies are swirling all over and we have a choice to either believe that lie, i.e. the bully, the intimidator, uh, the mocking spirits, or we shift it and we become the atmosphere changer and say, no, this is what it is. This is the truth. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever Mm. is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good report. Mm -hmm. If there's any virtues, there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. Yes. That we're not doing that. Mm. And uh, we're at first not for ourselves. We are so critical to ourselves. And then the next thing, we're doing that to one another. Yes. And the spirit of offense is just laughing its head off. He doesn't have to do anything. He just whispers, D- did you believe that she didn't look at you when oh you my. walked into the room? Mm. She must not like you.
1: Oh, exactly.
2: Right? It's doubt, the first thing. But it was, they, th- these familiar spirits have been with us. And our generation for a long time, they yeah. know exactly where to go. But unless we take every thought captive,
1: mm.
2: how are we going to fight that, get our footing back, and then go and storm the gates of hell? Yes, uh, it's it's impossible. And to your point about culture, we need to engage culture. Look at TED Talks. Yes, you um, did TED Talks. I did a TED Talk. I'm doing. I did another one. It'll be aired on August fourteenth or so, and then a the third one that's being refined right now. But I was almost like a cat on the ceiling. I was so livid when I saw a TED talk about pedophilia oh my. a couple years ago. I could not believe it. I if I was in that audience, I I would have shouted and said H E double hockey sticks, no, no and no. Mm. And uh, and I think the audience was completely stunned. I would have had words with the organizer, I could not believe that it was done. It's It was taken down shortly after because of the uproar, but culture is saying things like um underaged girl that means a minor that means a child yes um uh, and then they have other things where they say um uh, 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 it's not quite assault, it's you know something else it's actually rape mm-hmm. you know and and what are you doing having sex with a baby? I mean, are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Yes. And so we do need to engage culture. We have to be a voice that says, no, these things are not okay. Not only are they not okay, in fact, they're criminal. Yes. And you will pay the price for that crime. So those are the things that we need to have practice speaking, using our voice.
1: My, Let's spend the, the remainder, the ne- whole next hour, b- reaching this topic. Because here, we're going to be as we go out into the world, and more and more so because the enemy has devices against us. Mm -hmm. We're going to be challenged, and we can be, you know, kind of a wallflower and say, I'm not the one who needs to stand against that. Somebody else will, but the truth of the matter is he's built us for these times. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like, what that sounds like, and what that obedience requires uh, can we delve into that the Absolutely. next segment? Uh, my listening friend, I knew it was getting hot in here, but it, it's getting hot because with you know you you don't want to eat cold food, you want to eat hot food, and you don't you know you, you want to actually let the Lord bring you to your desired temperature before you're functional. And sometimes are so frozen in what we're familiar with, He wants to defrost us, <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about what that being defrosted looks and feels like and how to be empowered in the light of that and so can we go there
2: absolutely okay
1: stay with us because manic co and i will be
0: right back this is come together san diego the new live local show on fm 106.1 and am 1210 k praise more come together san diego is just moments away KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County. AM 1210, San Diego. K Praise.
2: I'll tell the world. world, world.
0: Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise.
2: I'll tell the world. world, world.
1: And guess what, my friends? We are back. I'm back with Mana Co. Mana Co of Mana for Life and Mana for Life. Dot com. What will people find when they go to www.mannaforlife.com? What will they find there?
2: Uh, they they will find opportunities to hire me to speak. Uh-huh. Uh, they'll re- see some of my books, uh-huh. uh, one of the TED talks. They will see p- podcasts and uh, online courses, and that's a fun little set. Yes, and,
1: and, and I've had fun. We've been friends for a while on mm-hmm. Facebook, so I have a a fun time uh, reading your posts. In fact, I get up really, sometimes the Lord stirs me to get yeah. up really, really early. And uh, I'm looking at a post and there's a post from Manico and it was posted three minutes ago. And I'm looking at the clock. It's got to be like three thirty 30 or four o'clock. I'm going, how, how can this be? And so she texts me back. She goes, you're up too. And I go, absolutely. Sometimes the Lord stirs us yes. to get up because we can focus on things, but we can also pray over things as
2: absolutely. well. Absolutely, I, I have been up quite a bit Uh uh, lately. I work on very little sleep. Uh, It's not unusual for me to go to bed early. And typically I would wake up at around 4.30. I'd love to Mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. my Bible study at the the dark hours because then I can watch the sunrise. But lately I've gone to bed early and I've woken up at 11.30 and I'm just up (laughs) the whole time. And I do. I think better. I'm praying and praying. I'm just contending.
1: Yes. yeah. And God had, uh, to me, and um, this is not to put uh, an insult or make you in an awkward position in my listener, listening friend, but if you want a time when you don't have people, you know, your kids or spouse or, or any external mm-hmm. uh, forces in there, you can get really close with the Lord and what he's saying to you. Mm-hmm. The early hours are excellent for that. Mm-hmm. So if you're stirred to but do that, d- you know, yeah. don't fight it. Uh, right. D- mm-hmm. Just sit up and say, okay. This is what I, and as you journal, sometimes you sit down and I go, okay, here I am, Lord, it is 2 a.m., what would you like to talk about? And you just wait until he tells you something. I mean, it is tremendous uh, intimacy, isn't Mm -hmm. it, Mena? Mm -hmm. Totally. Okay, so in the last segment, we kind of set the stage for this, and now we're going to just go for it. And we talked a little bit about how we sometimes are in a deep freeze for our faith. For example, these are things that we've done all the time in our faith, you know, we've We go to church and we do these things and we have our friends, a circle of friends and things like that. But we can become either callous to the outside or frozen from doing things uh, beyond our comfort zone. And if there ever was a time, it's right now Mm -hmm. for us to allow God to defrost us and empower us. And I know that you're feeling the same thing Mm because I read your your posts and things like Mm -hmm. that. You have a real heart cry for people going all the way. So let's kind of devote some time here to what being defrosted and empowered really looks like because people are looking in the mirror, they're going, I didn't realize the end of time is so soon coming so soon <laughs> to a theater near you, uh. you know, and it is, and we need, you know, if if there ever was an opportunity or a need for us to be whom we've been called to be Now. O W now, mm-hmm. isn't that right?
2: Yes. Yes. I'm, a little hesitant to give what I'm about to say because I I give this anecdote because I don't want those people hearing that are in fear to use it as an excuse to keep them small. Oh, my. And what I want to say is this. There are times when the Lord will keep us anonymous for a season and a reason, but it's never for a lifetime. And the one who seeks them in the night hours, the one who seeks them when they're driving, the one who seeks them when they they don't know what else to think. And, but instead of turning the TV or playing a video game or drinking an alcoholic beverage, not that there's anything wrong with that, but in terms of finding your solace and your answer and your comfort in those things, you will never live the exceedingly abundantly life. So with that, I will say there are times when we are asked to be quiet, to Mm -hmm. be anonymous. There have been many seasons of my life where years and even decades have gone by where I felt unseen. The trick is, the key is to know who you are so strongly in the Lord that it doesn't turn into victimization. It doesn't turn into pity. It doesn't turn into, oh, whatever, I will give up. It turns into, Lord, speak to me. Tell me what I need to do. How, what are we going to do today? Play and let the joy of the Lord be enough for you in that moment. Now, after having said that, there will be a few of us that may still be in that season of appearing seemingly anonymity. But I will say this. It won't be for long. It won't be for long. This is go time. Mm-hmm. There is no other time in human history that is as poignant as it is now. I know, in history, there have been many, many, many critical moments—D-Day for one—and I mean, we can go down all of the the, the dates of of our historical mm-hmm. legacy as as humankind. But really,
1: but really, yes. there
2: everything is set right now. There is not one thing left to happen except the reveal of the antichrist Mm. and so let's play let's play i mean use your night hours use Mm -hmm. as i said the driving hours use the cooking time use the washing the dishes time seek the lord Mm. and i've been and i will say this too there will be people in your life that will drop like flies Mm -hmm. there will be friends There will be relationships. There will be businesses. There will be accounts that will leave you, and it's okay. It's because you're supposed to go to the next level, your next assignment. But it doesn't mean they're bad. It just means it's different. So I've said this before many times when I've coached people. Sometimes our next assignment is I'm going to Tennessee, but someone else is going to Seattle. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be friends. It doesn't mean that we're, the friendship is over. It just means we have different assignments. Let that happen organically and stop holding on so desperately for things that make us feel comfortable mm-hmm. and what we've known mm-hmm. and is convenient. Let's explore. Let's trust the Lord and go to those next assignments. And if people drop like flies because they were one manifest, mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. I saw it happen the other day. And define Manifest. They're just having a meltdown, a breakdown. All their stuff is coming up. And I wrote in a Facebook post today, the wine press is real. Uh And when the wine press pushes another notch, watch what comes out. Mm -hmm. Is it character? Is it the fruit of the spirit? Mm. Or is it more dysfunction? And I don't mean that as a label in a derogatory way, but as a really tough love check. Do we have things that are unhealed that we really need to once and for all, lay it down, slay it, and ask Holy Spirit to bring us back to life.
1: Wow. Wait a minute. You said lay it down and slay it. Yes. Define those things.
2: You've got to cut off its head. <laughs> wow. It's, it's, it's been a little God that's been running your life. And you can, again, choose to run with that little God, but then you have absolutely no reason to open your mouth and complain it was your choice
1: would you say that if you did longer you allow that little g god on your shoulder whispering these things the harder and harder it is to flick them off your shoulder they become more more and more embedded and you know there has to become a time where we say i've had enough yeah god you it's a stronghold
2: it's a stronghold and We've got about
1: one minute left, and then we have to go to a commercial break. It
2: doesn't mean that the Lord can't do something supernaturally. It's just that why let it go that far? Come on, man. Like, why? Yes. Like, if I'm going to cut myself, am I just going to sit there and watch myself bleed, or am I going to take care of it?
1: Yes. My. Can we expand on that in the next segment? I told you it's getting—it might be getting quiet in here. It might be getting quiet in your room or if you're driving in the car. You're going— Oh, man, is she going there? Absolutely she is, because we need to go there. And the people that God has given uh, some inspiration to, and Manna is one of them, uh, she is compelled to be honest about these kind of things. We've In the Christian faith, we've put these hard sayings aside because we didn't want to uh, offend anybody. It's time to go right straight to what the Word says and allow God to thaw us out and empower us. That is where we are. We're going to talk more about this, and uh, it's getting exciting, but it's also getting very warm in the room, and we like it because warm means being thawed. The fire of Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about this being thawed by God's Holy Spirit fire Fire. when we come right back.
0: (laughs) This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And welcome back. We still have time
1: to go deep. And, and Manico is a go deep kind of a person. Aren't you, Manico? I am. <laughs>
2: I'm an introvert. You wouldn't know it by uh, spending time with me, but that's only because on one-on-one or one-on-small group, I, I it's fun for me because I can go deep Yes, you people. Yes, you but can. if you ask me to go to a party, mm. or you ask me to go to a large event, ah, unless I'm speaking, then I can psych yeah. myself up for it. I, yeah. I don't like to go you to parties. You and I are and, exactly
1: the same only the, we're the complete opposite. If. if you know, when I'm at a party, I'm as meek and, and as humble as you, except for the lampshade that's on my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's delve back. <laughs> oh, all the thoughts that come into my mind. Pray for me, my friends. We're, we're going. We are going deep right now. And one of the statements you made in an earlier segment, and I want to use that as a springboard into this one, and that is, God allows us to be anonymous for a season, for a season. And, and and that per, that's purpose for us to be very, s- very s- purposeful. seated in and matured in whatever that vision Absolutely. or that calling is. Yeah. And I'm just r- reminded of a, a scripture in Habakkuk when it talks about write the vision and make it plain upon tables. Mm-hmm. Uh, Though it tarries, wait for it because it shall surely come to pass and not tarry anymore. And we get comfortable in the tarrying. We realize that God's going to give us grace to go past these things. And, and we, we put our calling the fullness of our calling into the future ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we can't do that anymore we can't can't do that anymore so one of the reasons we talk about getting up early and and seeking the lord one of the things that causes me to stir early in the morning is the body of christ and how we are too willing to put off the fullness of our calling into the now and i don't know about you my friend and looking at the news and and sensing about the the enemy influence against against god's church uh, we're being called upon to be whom we've been called to be now. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, while it's time, there are times for us to be anonymous. I, I think those seasons have ended or are, are ending. Yeah, so they are have. Like I'm going to yeah. hand it over to you.
2: I agree. I'm. We are in very interesting times when there is no plumb line uh, for right and wrong. There is no morality. It's all subjective. And I was thinking about a joke I'd love to tell you guys. I'm not a very good joke teller, so uh, I'm she, going um, to. She is a
1: storyteller. So <laughs> I'm a storyteller. this is from All a right, I'll standpoint. try. But okay, I, so I wrote it, ladies down, and gentlemen, just, Manicole.
2: <laughs> so let me read it, <laughs> so okay. I don't blow it. Two Irishmen went to visit London, England. When they arrived, they went straight to a bar. As they proceeded to drink themselves silly inside. Outside, a huge fog had descended upon the city. Later that evening, they staggered out of the bar into the cold, dense night fog, barely able to see a few feet in front of them. It wasn't long before they were thoroughly disoriented and going around in circles. Just then, they saw a formidable-looking man coming towards them. Unbeknownst to them, he was one of the highest-ranking officers of the country. As he approached, each stepped Revealed through his unbuttoned peacoat, dozens of war medals across his chest. One of the sailors called out, Hey, bloke, (laughs) can you tell us where we are? Thoroughly offended at the disrespect, the British officer thundered, Do you men know who I am? The two sailors looked at each other in a stupor, and one said to the other, Oh, man, we're really in a mess now. We don't know where we are, and he doesn't know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to share that because I knew a little bit about what we were going to talk about today, and this is the perfect example of our times today. It is. We don't know where we're going, and we don't know who we are. Yes. You know, and depending on whom you're talking to—from your neighbors to scientists, from childrens to moms to your uh, colleagues to the elderly—everybody has their own opinion, and it's a very scary time. And we have to get to the truth with a capital T. Mm-hmm. Now, some things are accurate, but what's accurate is not always truth. Mm. Truth is wholly accurate. Wholly accurate is just partially accurate. So we have to constantly look for truth, not something that could be molded uh, through time or situation. So I think in terms of our anonymity and understanding of those preparatory phases in our lives, we must know the plumb line from which we come out of that place of anonymity. When the release comes you will not be released into some willy-nilly assignment. Mm. It will be so true for you. It will be holy and complete, and you will know with every fiber cell and the 30 trillion, 5,000 million, (laughs) gazillion (laughs) trillion cells in your body that this is what you're made for. And when that release comes, you must go for not to go. Would not only grieve Holy Spirit, but you would be betraying not only your soul, but all the souls attached to your assignments. My,
1: my. Let me ask you a question. Um, it, everybody is special in God's sight. Therefore, everybody's calling is unique Absolutely. in many, many ways. So if you're trying to discern what your calling is by observing other people's calling, you're making a big mistake. Any thoughts on those things?
2: Well, you can get some ideas. Like I never knew when I was growing up in the 60s that a a woman could only be a nurse, a secretary, (laughs) or a teacher. Anything else, you were a bee with an itch. You know, like you you could not do anything else. Now there are micro niches that anything Mm -hmm. can happen. So, yes, we can look around and celebrate and champion one another, the problem comes when we compare.
1: Oh, there you go. Exactly. That's you know, So wonderful.
2: champion, but don't compare. Get the ideas and then take it to the Lord. What about that interested mm-hmm. you? And then start writing a, a pro list and a con list, mm-hmm. and the, the Lord will show you. And, and when you are stepping into your assignment, one thing I will promise you, you won't have time to be offended, and you won't have time to be hurt when people disrespect you when they manifest in front of you, when they blame you, when they slander you, you really don't have time.
1: Well, let's begin this question right now and then have you deal with it in future segments. What does it look like? What does it feel like to discover what that full calling is? and How do you make that first step? You say it's natural, but even something that's natural... Uh, if it's been encapsulated or frozen for a long period of time, it may not feel natural because natural is something that you feel you can do, you know, every single day. There's a point, you you know, like for example, you you may need to spray a little WD-40 or Holy Spirit on it uh, for it to be actually fully activated. I I, I don't mean to be putting words in your mouth, but I can identify with being called to do certain things and, you know, Is is now this is now my time? Nah, probably not, Lord. And you can talk yourself out of obedience. Mm -hmm. So I I want your insights as a purpose professor to help. Mm -hmm walk through this so that we can, you know, because we're going to be called upon to do things that perhaps we've never done before. That doesn't mean we're not equipped to do it, but we haven't done it before.
2: That's exactly what we were talking about before. We didn't have the practice. Yes. But do we have time to do you, that now?
1: Well, we've got about a minute or so. we want to set the stage for this in the next okay. segment. Yeah. The,
2: the it, This is going to be fun. This yeah. is going to be fun. So
1: basically define what we're going to be doing in the next segment so people can be enticed. So we're we're going to look past the waiting on and when he says the green light's there, what does that mean and how do we activate it?
2: Yeah. So the body doesn't know the difference between what's real and what you tell it.
1: Say that again.
2: The body, the mind which you can no scientist has been able to say where the mind is, it knows uh-huh. where the brain is but it does not know where the mind is. It also cannot define consciousness. So the body does not know what is real and what you tell it.
1: My, my, my. So by telling the mind, you're basically using God's Spirit to communicate with your mind and maybe redefining the way you think about things. Mm-hmm. So can we talk about that? Sure. The next well, okay, we set the stage for you, my friends. So Co and I are going to in- endeavor to delve into this uh, with, great fruitless, with great fruitfulness for you when Manico and I come right back.
0: <laughs> You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, k Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise.
1: Hi, San Diego. This is Pastor Larry Peltier of Beach Chapel, Encinitas, where we pray for grace and favor for all of San Diego, all those who are
0: homeless, who are sick, who need help. We just thank you, God. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And we're back with Manico
1: of com and so many other things. Uh, she's your purpose professor. She's a, a protector of children and, and animals as well. And uh, she's an author made for more uh, striking book and striking content that tells people a lot about where you've come from. But other people will go, well, oh, I can identify with some of these things. So, Mana, I'm just really honored to have you. We've, Thank you. We've hopscotched through a number of things. For an hour and a half, we've got the last portion of the show yeah. to conclude here. But I, I want to set this up and kind of hand the baton to you, okay? Okay. Well, you know, we we talk about the the hearing the calling, and and when, when we get the call, we, the fullness of that revelation, we need to move vigilantly into it. But there's a point where the frozen has to become unfrozen. The thaw has to become, you know, we we have to be thawed in in um, in our in our calling, and there's that transition, and many people are right in the thick of that transition from being frozen to being unfrozen now, like uh, the Chronicles of Narnia when uh, Aslan roars and all the things that have been frozen for some time become unfrozen and they get to be whom they've been called to mm-hmm. be. So uh, I want to use that. Uh, let me let me do another part of the analogy too. You know when the Twelve tribes were spying out the land. Two of the twelve said, "Yes, we can take the land." And ten of the twelve said, "No, we're not able to take it mm-hmm. now." In other words, they preferred their frozen state of lack of faith mm-hmm. to moving into God's plans for them. And here we are in a in a similar way, an an anag, uh, There's a word an an, analog, an analogous way right now. I actually was able to say that. Are you amazed? Uh-huh. Um, so we have right now. We see God's promises in front of us, and He says, "You know, you're you're built to take the land now. Do you want to pull back, or you want to go for this?" Just talk to us a little bit about how what about the un the uh, unfreezing portion looks like, because there are a lot of people that are going. Yeah, I've 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 carried this in my heart. I know what i pieces of what I'm called to do. But is really now the time I'd rather sit and watch for a while. So how do you uh, unfreeze that lack of, some call it lack of faith, but whatever you want to call it, how do you get from here to where God wants us to be?
2: Well, I believe that there, we, we ended the last segment saying, the brain doesn't understand <laughs> the difference between what's real and what we mm-hmm. tell it. Said another way, what meaning are we giving something? So when you asked me to come here mm-hmm. and to be your guest and co-host, I could have gone many different ways. Sure. And here's what I off I love distinctions. We have many choices, but we don't have many options.
1: That, I need to have that sink in. Many choices.
2: But not always many, many options. options. You see, I could jump out that building. That's a choice. I could run into the other room and scream. That's a choice. I could not have shown up and told you that I would have been here. That was a choice, but none of those things are options. Hmm. So what we tell ourselves, what meaning we give something is incredibly important. This is part of critical thinking that I don't think we really engage in. Mm-hmm. I think we are habit-driven. We're emotionally driven, but we are not critically thinking-driven. Mm-hmm. So, to answer your question about going into your purpose, whether and in this, what I'm about to say can apply to an argument we have with our spouse or a friend, mm-hmm. all the way to your purpose release. And is and I'll say three things: fear expectation, and anticipation. So fear is a good thing because the Lord tells us to fear a bear. It tells us to fear an alligator. It tells (laughs) us what to do. That's fear. That's legitimate Mm -hmm. fear. Mm -hmm. The other things of, I don't know, I don't want to come on a radio show. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to that person. Oh, I don't want, you know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. That's not fear. That's meaning-making that isn't logical. It's not critical thinking. But I don't think the average person puts them in the the same category. We need to fear legitimate and meaning-making. Those are the two polar extremes. So what meaning am I giving something, and is this legitimate fear? So we need to ask ourselves those questions as a critical thinker of this age, now, let's say we go into um meaning making and it's okay and it's an option for us, all right? So I
1: Meaning making.
2: So I'm here, I'm having a great time with you. I can't wait to see all our uh audience later and say hello and engage with them. But if I come in with expectation, that means I've just signed to, assigned to you a, a a contract that you didn't agree to. Mm. I'll say I could tell myself, I'm expecting to be here. And I expect coffee, tea, lunch, dinner, I expect a red carpet. I mm-hmm. could I could have lots of expectations mm-hmm. of you that would not be fair. Mm-hmm. We also do that with other people and relationships and we especially do that with God. So you started saying, How do we know mm-hmm. when we're called to something and what about the times we've done something but it didn't go anywhere? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's when expectation came in and then we become disappointed, we become then discouraged, and then we have hope deferred. Well, here's what we did. We put meaning-making on a promise that God gave us, and we decided the timing, we decided the outcome, we decided who, when, what, where, and according to my meaning of what I interpreted that promise to look like. Mm -hmm. Not what the promise was, but how it would look, what it would look like. That's unfair to God cuz he gave us the promise but if we have expectation on what he's going to do to fulfill that promise then we've assigned to him a contract that he never agreed to.
1: So you're saying we misdefine
2: yes. God's timing we misinterpret his things purpose all the time. Purpose. Misperceptions, miscommunications, misinterpretations all the time and then we blame other people especially God. Mm. And we and we don't wait we don't wait to see what else is yet to unfold. I'll tell you something, our, all our listeners. There have been many times the Lord has said to me, "Go do this, go do that, and then try this, and then try that." I w- I will tell you, I have felt like a a random, lost, fully accelerated ping pong ball stuck in a closet, going bing 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 bing, mm-hmm. and. After I, and it wasn't a walk-in closet. It was like a wartime bungalow, you know, a, a two-foot by four-foot closet. It wasn't much, and every time he opened a door, I opened a door and went, "Hey, here we go," and it was nothing. And then another door, "Here we go," nothing. This is the training we talked about, oh, because wow. if we come out of every one of those moments expecting god to do things that he we said he should Mm
1: -hmm. but he didn't say it. he never said
2: that he said do this this is training because what he wants to do is make sure that our ego our pride our rebellion does not supersede the assignment because if we go ahead and say i did it look at me yeah He can't use us. We'll be slaughtered out there. Mm -hmm. And would we be a leader worth following? That's true. Heck no. Mm -hmm. No. So every time we have something that we have gone through, we have been told to do several things. One, is that how the Lord asked us to do it?
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, my.
2: Right? Did he promise a specific result or did he just say, do it? And have you put a timeline on him mm. that he never said it would be, he wow. never agreed to?
1: That's revolutionary.
2: <clears throat> so, what I say instead is be in anticipation. When you have expectation of other people, you've made yourself God. When you have anticipation, then you've made God God. You're anticipating what is He going to do? You stay in a state of wonder. You stay in a state of learning, of being teachable, of being loving, kind, generous, open. And you stay in the position of receiving. The second we go into expectation, we can't receive. Because
1: it's not God's expectations. It's ours. We're overlaying our expectation upon God and his directives to us. And
2: the worst part of it all is the timing. We're always wrong on the timing, <laughs> and then we blame God because He didn't do what we thought He should do when he, when He when He when we thought He should when do. It. Yeah, exactly. Wh- which do we have time to talk about? Being a prophet? we've got about one minute, okay. one or two
1: minutes here, but we can we can use this as the okay. summary segment.
2: Okay, there's many callings in our lives. Some of us are teachers. Some of us are pastors. Some of us are are. Um, educators some of us are blank. evangelists sure. some of us have mercy gifts and, and we go and we serve some of us are you know all of it and i'm not talking about the fivefold gifts mm-hmm. but two of the gifts that are the most difficult of all is the prophet and the intercessor
1: say this again the, the most difficult and the intercessor yes can we and talk? i
2: i will explain what i mean by difficult i'm not saying it's more meaningful or it's harder in terms of qualification, I'm talking about difficulty in your soul.
1: Oh my! So, you know, you, when you, you were talking about all this stuff, there are two scriptures that kind of came to mind, and I love your 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 the fear, expectation, and anticipation, and the uh-huh. dangers and the blessings if the, those are properly dealt with. But one of the things that the two scriptures came to mind, and we're going to use this probably to launch into the net, last segment as well as you summarize things and. Uh, you uh, stir people up so that the, and you kind of wind up and wind them up and you can say, or like a bird in your hand, you open up your hands and go, fly, fly, fly. So that's what we're going to do in the last segment. But two scriptures that came to mind as we were talking about this, and one of them is a scripture people use all the time, that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. All things. So if you have preconceived notions and expectations then you're not allowing the all things. You're basically saying, my things work together for yep. good. And so that's one component. And there's another scripture that talks about after having done all, to stand. stand. In other words, we just do everything within our skill sets or capabilities or Amen. anointing, and then we just kind of stand and say, okay, God, how do you want to apply this? And I'm game for anything that you say. Yeah. that that That's a revolutionary mm-hmm. in in my mind on how to deal with these things. Thank you, Manico. Thank you for, for Thank sharing you. that with us. As you are you you were my purpose purpose professor in that. <laughs> I appreciate that. And and with you as well, my listening friend. Now, Manna, come back with me for the last segment. We're gonna tie all this together okay. and I want you to give some nuggets to take people from where they are. They've received a lot of stuff from you in this uh, almost two hours. We're gonna spend the last segment for you to crystallize these things and inspire people to okay. make make that next step. You game for that? Absolutely. I knew she was because Manico and I We'll be right back. Right.
0: More come together, San Diego with Cas Taylor is next. FM one hundred six point one and AM twelve ten K Praise. Now back to Come Together, San Diego, the new live local show with Cas Taylor. FM one hundred six point one and AM twelve ten K Praise. And now back.
1: With Manico, and uh, we've kind of we've done more than scratched the surface on this. With all the stitches are out, <laughs> <laughs> and it's time to uh, summarize all these things. We ended the last segment talking about. I, I gave some a couple scriptures that dealt with where I think we are, and, and one of them says, "After having done all to stand, we want to discover what we can do about fulfilling God's calling to and through us without." trying to put it off longer and longer, mm-hmm. and what does that look like? And then you mentioned a couple of things that you wanted to tie in with this, and so I'm going to use that to let you kind of carry the ball to the close of the show. Sure. You talked about the value of the prophet and intercessor, and I was trying to connect that with what we had talked about as far as the launching out.
2: Yes, because this is the hour where not only the fivefold ministry per se, but the fivefold ministry in active practice what it looks like in culture. And two of the more challenging, and when I say difficult, I mean painful, painful uh, callings is to be a prophet, a true prophet and an intercessor. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we are the ones that not – okay, how can I say this? It's not that people don't hear from the Lord. Everybody can hear from the Lord. Yes. It's the prophet and the intercessor that has to do something with it immediately because that is their DNA. That is their calling. Mm-hmm. And then they go, have to go out and share that message. I dare anyone to ha- find me a verse in the Bible that tells me that the Lord says to the prophet, go and speak. And you will be so loved and well received, (laughs) and people will flock with you and follow you and love on you. No, no, and no. A prophet has to say some of the most difficult things ever. Come on. They also have to do some of the most difficult things ever. My friend Ezekiel, Mm -hmm. for example, my friend Jeremiah. For example, for, uh, you know, we can go down yes. the line from yes. majors to minors. They, not one of them, had the luxury of knowing they belonged, say, like a pastor that's sur- sur- surrounded by uh, their, their, their flock, their sheep, ev- evangelicals, and, and, and so on and so on. The prophets have to go out and do God's bidding. It is not an option. They must speak. Now, the problem is people don't want Nathans in their lives. They want Jezebel. They want people to tell them what they want to hear. They don't want to hear the prophet. They don't want to be corrected. They don't want exhortation. They want to have flattery. And that is going nowhere. And I will tell you something. A while ago, and I just, I literally fell on my knees and I was so sad and I felt the Lord's Grieving in his heart. And he said to me, Manna, many of my pastors are not my pastors. Mm. And I said, what do you mean, Lord? And he said, they're entrepreneurs using my name to money raise, to fundraise, to keep them in a lifestyle with which they have become accustomed. I literally fell on my knees, and I sobbed, and I was so sorry. I was repenting, and I was praying, and I was praying, and and it's not easy. This is the hour where it truly is the wine press. We yes. have to find out what's inside of us once and for all. Get rid of it. Like I said, slay it, cut its head mm. off, and get about our Father's business. And I'm I'm thinking of Galatians four sixteen that says for a prophet and an intercessor. Have I therefore become your enemy because I speak the truth? Oh, my. This is it. We have to be so brave right now. We have to be so courageous. And even if you don't have the office of the prophet or you're not called to be a prophet in actual practical means, you are prophetic, we are all prophetic. We all have those things. We all pray for one another. We can incorporate those gifts in very meaningful ways, in real ways, in right now time ways for one another. Wow. And we must not be afraid to speak. And I I just want to end with one other thought is in school, um, I've written a lot of papers um, in this doctoral program that I'm in on hegemony. And a lot of people may not... Hegemony? Hegemony. A lot of people may not understand the term, but they know it. uh And basically, it is the subtle and not so subtle, but consistent and constant, constant process that's happening to us right now. It's programming. It's conditioning. It's training. And it is happening. The media is the global educator. And news is no longer the news. We call it uh, cultural or educational hegemony. Some people call it brainwashing <laughs> as the when idiom. idiom. Um, but it is the unrelenting, steady, dominant narrative over the multitudes causing the public to believe their views to, as if it was our own views. And brainwashing is, as I said, both a technical term and an idiomatic term. And in psychology, brainwashing is a method that uses manipulation to train a person's thinking, attitudes, beliefs, and emotions to a predetermined path. And it uses intense persuasion. We see it in marketing. There is only six networks, but it has all the hundreds of TV shows if you don't think you're being programmed –
1: Indoctrinated.
2: Indoctrinated. Yes. That is a scary thing. That's why critical thinking is so, so important. We have the illusion that we have choice in marketing. We don't. We mm-hmm. don't. If we knew the major corporations um, that own all the products from mm-hmm. Kellogg to Nabisco, to so that they, we would be alarmed. Mm-hmm. And, and pharmaceuticals
1: too, by the way.
2: Pharmaceuticals. So um, – and, and – I just want to say this. Capitalism and marketing for a business is not bad in terms of its expansion mm-hmm. and growth. What is bad in my mind, for me personally, is when it turns into uh, manipulation. And we are, they are uh, indoctrinating an agenda into the people. So critical thinking is so, so important. And then the last thing I want to say is men are amazing mighty men of valor you've been completely indoctrinated to think that you're less than mm-hmm. you're not good enough you're weak and you're confused you don't know whether to stand sit up open the door sit down or you don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. and that's on one side on the other side you are not a uh, can i just be so bold you're not Please a, be you're bold. not a piece of flesh Mm. you 're more than that you 're not don 't sell your soul or your character for a flick of pornography for a a, a simple 10 minute bitcoin thing mm. don 't do it mm. you 're more than that My you're man. a mighty man of valor, and it 's time you know it and rise to who you were designed to be.
1: My listening friend, I hope these are poignant words from Manaco, Mana for Life. Manaforlife.com these are poignant words and these are words to be taken in and digested but once you take them in and digest them like any food source once you digest them the empowerment comes as a result of the digestion and activating these things so God's given you a lot of things to chew on today during this two hour broadcast let's come together San Diego and Manico I'm so thankful that you gave us this rich meat to consume, but it, it's our obligation to beyond mm-hmm. beyond consuming the meat that we have to allow the empowerment that comes after eating quite a meal to allow that meal to function and turn into yeah. activity and mm-hmm. action and obedience. Yeah. So, my listening friend, uh, I'm just so appreciative that uh, Manico has come with me for this two hours. I knew she was going to stir stuff up in a, in a godly way, and she's done that. I just pray that God takes what she's given you and helps you be able to properly apply this. Because we've guys got big plans for his kids, but we need to act as his kids. So uh, a, 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 a brief, uh, let, let, give me a brief 15 or 20 second phrase, and then we'll close the show, Manico.
2: Trust the Lord. He loves you. He loves you. Be in anticipation of what he's going to do. He never fails.
1: God never fails. So honored to have you, Manna. And uh, my listening friend, thanks for joining us on Come Together San Diego. We try to bring these shows to you every week. So don't forget about it when you come back to us next week as well. And Manico and Kaz said goodbye. Bye. (laughs)
2: Love you.
0: Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego.